Man, I had forgotten again. Every, every time. time. <laughs> every <laughs> single time. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I expect our intro and then and I see images our my calm. I do I like it and I don't. Season intro. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. I'm JS. Right over here is my co-host, Mr. Aka, or Messiah Complex Cosplay. We like to call him Jeff. Of course. And Mr. Myers Corp Cosplay, Michael Myers tonight on the podcast once again. So we talked about this in the pre-show. No, fuck him. How's he doing? It doesn't matter how he's doing. (laughs) Five, this is his there fifth we go. time on our podcast. Michael, you have this wonderful podcast called The Monday Night Nerd, correct? I do, I do. And, I do. And, and just how many times have either myself or Jeff, really any of the geeks, how many times have we <coughs> been on the podcast exactly on your podcast? Zero. zero. So I want to make sure, for those keeping score at home, it's five for the Geeks & Co. and zero for Mr. Michael Myers. Would you care to explain to our viewership as to why that might be? So I like doing TED Talks. <laughs> no, I I wanted to get comfortable in front of the mic. I wanted to get comfortable with the show. I didn't want to bring anybody on when I first started and be awkward. So I did have my first guest on two weeks ago, my friend and current actor in Hamilton, David Thorne. And the only reason I put him on was A, he's a really cool guy, but B, he w- he used to have a podcast called The Fandom Frontier, and he was the first one ever to let this schmuck on a show. So now that that's done, maybe we can have the Geeks and Co. guys on a Whoa, show. Oh, apparently uh, Rob the Bad Guy got an invite. Fucking nerds. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that guy <laughs> rubbing that in. King Comic Cutie, what is going? What is happening with the old man's hair? I don't know what you're talking about. It looks like it always does. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think if you tune in, guys, you should already be tuning into the Monday Night Nerd. If you're not already, check yes. out our boys' podcast. Uh, especially if you like just one guy talking to himself for an hour. Absolutely, totally your jam. But <laughs> if you continue to tune in these next few weeks, you may be lucky enough. Maybe. Maybe lucky enough to see and or hear some amongst your geeks and co on the yes. channel there but i mean if you'll have us if he'll have us which i, I wouldn't blame him for not but you know we'll just be talking about the dark knight Fuck. <laughs> anyways <laughs> yeah uh, knives are already flying folks I, actually before we get into tonight's topic if you are not already subscribed to this podcast please subscribe Add us to your follow list on whatever podcast platform you're listening us to, uh, 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 listening to us. Uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe here in YouTube, guys. Whatever, wherever you are, hit that button. It really, really, really helps us out. <laughs> it's completely free. Apparently, don't do it. It's a trap, according to King and Comic Cutie. Oh, here we go. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> my dudes. What's going on, Eric? Thor is a bunch of people fact, worthy. Apparently, joining us live right now. Uh, JS, why don't you tell the folks at home there what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. So tonight, folks, I wanted to start exploring the effects <laughs> of. What? Uh, here we go. Jeff going through another grunt. Okay. Oh, here's the problem. <laughs> if there's anything like, if I change my facial hair, it's a topic conversation for 30 minutes. I changed my hair, which, by the way, I didn't change anything. I just didn't do anything with it when I came out of the shower. This is what it looks like when I just let it dry and I don't blow dry it. And it's the only thing we're talking about. <laughs> Guys, 
come on, man. I love all of you. I sincerely do. But we got to move on. <laughs> Great hair look, Jeff. Thanks. thanks See, guys. but you're getting the compliments, too. I mean, hey, like... you know what? That's cool. I did get a couple of messages already on the old phone saying, oh, it looks it looks pretty good. I'm like, okay, it's this is by accident, but sure. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, JS. What are we talking about today? There. Uh, we are going to explore the effects of pop culture on cosplay today. That's right. I think it, it, it goes without saying that pop culture has influenced not just the type of cosplays that we've done over the years. <laughs> They're still going. <laughs> Never. I'm just going to wear a hat every time now. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, even, I, can't, I can't even fix that. Okay, so I will say this. I mean, the comments are coming fast and furious. Fat, right yeah, now. a little bit. And, and and if we go through <laughs> Those all of them, bag, you know. okay. All I right. think you guys got a future episode right here. Is, everything's gone off the rails at this point. Is there even? Hey, Jeff, just put a hat on. Says my buddy Chris. Uh, don't feel left out, JS. The beard is looking great. Says Listen. uh, says our boy Andrew. So, oh, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm I mean, it's a little bit longer than I usually keep it. Uh, and I'm and I'm I want to let it go a little bit longer still. I uh, really want to see if I can pull off. Uh, I think I can at this point. Uh, Balin's skull. Uh, look. Beard in the hair, dope. Uh, uh, and in fact, I've got uh, I've got a recommendation to send to you for for white, the white that I use to like pipe yeah, my hair and stuff yeah. for the spray. There's one spray that's really really good, mm -hmm. um, that has excellent coverage and stuff. So I'll send you the link for that for sure. Well, thank you. We uh, yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Hashtag Jeff's nude too. Yeah, we should do a top ten <laughs> list of Jeff's hairstyles. No, no, don't think we should. <laughs> I love when the podcast immediately goes off the rails so you still can see. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, that's kind of how it works. Yep. Believe it or not, though, we do have a topic, and it is not my coif, all right? It is, in fact, tell us, Jeff, what's your hair care regime? Today, Eric, it's clearly nothing. I got out of the shower, and this is what happened. Man, oh my god, this, I'm literally this. crying right now. I'm yeah, laughing so hard. Yeah. We're six minutes in and it's a shit show. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, that's what people tune in for, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's right? be honest. If this ain't entertaining for you, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, I forget what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, it's a good thing this is gonna be on YouTube forever. <laughs> I feel like the topic has been discussed because yeah, we're not talking about my hair for the next hour. And the, the producer Jen's super not helping. Look at those curls. One of us, one of us. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't want to say anything, there but yeah, I mean, I, I, I if I let yeah. my hair grow long like yours, I'm, yeah. I'm just as curly as you, if That's not what more. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Jen. I mean, we're curly. I mean, I bet you are too. I am. Uh, there yeah, you yeah. go. So that's all this is. It's just but people are losing their minds. So back on track. Jess hair routine. Let's discuss. <laughs> well, I mean, today there was none. I I washed it and then I got it, and then I barely and towel then, dried it and, and then I, I got out of the shower and then this is what it looked like and I was like I'm just gonna throw my glasses and a hat on. I don't have time to really do my hair and uh, I, and I was like no fuck the hat. I'm just gonna stay like this. So curls unite. Yes. Eight minutes, kids. Are we moving on to anything here? Uh, I would have never guessed you had curly hair because they spend way too much time trying to make it straight. So, Mrs. Two Weeks of Show, Je hold <laughs> this, you know, <laughs> Sam Cino, Mrs. Two Weeks of Show, Jeff's hair has exploded. Yes, that's correct. 
That's <clears throat> just how we do. Okay, can we good now? <laughs> Got this all over our system now. We can move on. What the fuck are we even talking about today? I don't even know. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Nice. I will say this: you guys are nope. the best. <laughs> like we are, we are nothing without you. We can't have ten minutes of stupid <laughs> with anybody else. It's just you guys. Uh, if anybody ever says we don't have the best audience podcast, as far as that goes, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh-huh, Eric says, smells like teen spirit. I mean, I did just get a message. Maybe we, maybe we can derail this a little bit. I just did get a message saying that Myers Corp looks like Edward Norton. And uh, you know what? I'm kind of seeing it. Uh, yeah. it. And he's acting like he's heard this before. So, I have. Yeah. So it's Edward Norton. Yep. And it's uh, Ferris Bueller's best friend. Yeah, um, those uh, are the Cameron, two. The Cameron, not as much. The Alan Ruck, not as much. But I'm definitely getting the Norton vibes for sure. I'll Absolutely. take it. Oh no, 100. So my my little cousin is like a spitting image of Edward Norton. Like really, eh? If you put them side by side, you could you'd be like, I don't know which one it is. Hmm. Yeah, that observation, by the way, brought to you by Crazy Mike Cosplay. He messaged me on the flight. Just texted me. He's like, Myers Corp looks 100 percent like Edward Norton. I'm like, yep. <laughs> do you know tyler durden yeah first rule about myers core is we don't talk about myers core jeff's hair is technically pop culture now and open for tonight's discussion <sighs> now he no, no no okay here we go finally can we start on mike about dark knight let's razz him now what died on jeff's dog <laughs> oh gee, welcome to the show oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, Natasha, it, you, Natasha saying, I'm sorry for bringing your hair to this. It wasn't just you, sweetheart. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Ben Jam is saying, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it just looks like you just rolled out of bed. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> uh, this has gone completely wrong. It's yeah. terrible. No, it's gone completely uh, right. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Okay. Ah, okay. That's good. Wow. <laughs> wow. <we> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. I needed that. I'm telling you, I swear to God, there's a podcast tonight. I promise you, it's coming. It's coming in a minute. Oh, God. Okay. Hey, man, we're professionals. All right. Let's be professional podcasters here. We run two different podcasts in these three people. Oh, you think we could put on one show together considering there's, there's literally two shows between the three? No, people. apparently, <laughs> no, apparently, uh, um, uh. professional, good luck, yeah, exactly. Good luck, good luck writing exactly. this, shit, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, who is the guy you're interviewing? Everybody, this is Michael Myers. Yes, that's his um, real fucking name. Yep. Yes, it is his name and the Dark Knight. <sighs> Yeah, you know, please I think, show I think, your work. Uh, yeah, for those okay. that are uninitiated, 
our boy Michael here put out a top 10 list of the worst comic book movies of all time. <laughs> so, guys, that encompasses uh, my worst, not the my, my list, not the word my. Okay, but still, objectively, yep. Yep. your worst comic book movie of all time is The Dark Knight. You had yep. it above. Give us some of the examples of some of the other movies you had on the list that you can remember. That you okay. thought the dark what was the second dead. worst? Uh, barbed wire. Yeah, okay. What else? Uh, Howard, the Howard the Duck, Fan Four Stick, uh, Electra, Spirit of Vengeance. Hold on, hold on. You thought the Dark Knight was worse than Electra, personally? Yes. What about Catwoman? That's lower on the list, too. Dark Knight is worse than Catwoman. Personally, yes. Hmm. How, do we, how do we kick him off? How do we, how do we, how do we... Would you like me to explain my reasoning? Uh, you can try, man. But brother, that's that's. I mean, okay. please, by all means. Yeah. So right. let's let's start with the background. My first Batman was Adam West. Yeah, I grew up. I mean, with we, the... everybody knows that you're wrong. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I will explain my reasoning. And believe me, you're not the first one to call me out on it. And I'm perfectly fine defending it. <laughs> Justice for Howard. I'm <laughs> here. We go. My first Batman was Adam West. So yeah, the whole Frank Miller, Dark Knight, that dark part of Batman, I feel like gets pushed too much. Same with the realism. I don't like Christopher Nolan as a director. I feel like his directing style is too it's so it feels so real that it feels fake to me. Personally. Um didn't like Insomnia or I didn't I kind of liked Insomnia, didn't like Inception, just not a fan. When it comes to the story, I can't stand Christian Bale's Batman voice. Mm. I don't think he plays a good Bruce Wayne because let's be honest, whoever plays that role has to play two roles and they're very different from each other. He plays a really snobby kid, Bruce Wayne. And I don't feel like that's the portrayal that should have been in that movie. Uh, Heath Ledger's great. I'll never say anything bad about Heath Ledger. He's probably one of the best jokers, if not the best joker that's ever happened, except for Mark Hamill. I'm a giant Two-Face fan. He's my favorite Batman villain. And he is wasted in that movie. He is wasted. As Two-Face, he's in three scenes for probably a total of, I think, three, four minutes. Mm -hmm. Wasted. Could have been stretched out a lot longer. Um, I mean, having... listen, I'll agree that it's not the best Batman. No, even in that series, like hmm. Begins is the better of the three movies, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Uh, Begins for me is number one. Yeah, uh, A Dark Knight is number two, and the third one was just dumb. But I think it's also um, when it comes. I think all of my list comes down to expectations, and when I went into Dark Knight after Begins, I'm like, okay. Begins was amazing. Raj Al Ghul, Scarecrow, a new twist on it, realistic set in Detroit, sort of. Or it was Detroit, right? They shot in Detroit, Chicago. Um, they typically shoot them in Chicago. I forget but Chicago. Now, so they either. Yeah. yeah. It was a really cool look. And then when they went into that Dark Knight movie, I just felt like it was the first movie where I felt it was it was too long. I felt like you could cut so much out of that movie and trim it down to make it a nice quick hour and a half. 
and it just felt like it stretched. And I was like, this is just disappointing to me. I'm not even going to argue all of your points because I okay. agree with some of them. Some of them I don't. That's but fair. to but to say though, but you could do the same thing with every other movie you've just mentioned. Hundred percent. Talk about. But I feel like the list for I don't know Catwoman is three times longer than that as to how bad it was. But so going I, into it, I knew it was I, bad. Yeah, what, I, what I'm guessing your point that you're trying to make mm, is okay, your expectations for the. But I don't think that objectively makes it a worse movie. What your list should have gone, I, I guess, what should have said was the my ex, based on my personal expectations on how good the movie was. This is how disappointing these were because that more sounds like what you're talking about with the Dark Knight as opposed to. I think you can actually honestly agree that objectively speaking, the Dark Knight is not a worse made movie than Electra. No, I completely understand why everyone else loves right. it. I not, just no, personally no, no, don't no, like no. it. Not love, not love, or even like. Objectively, looking at it objectively, you can understand that as far as how the movie is framed, made, shot, acted, written, everything else, directed, mm -hmm. it is a better film than Catwoman. Fair. <clears throat> right? Like, I mean, you Fair. understand that. But your yeah. expectations for Catwoman were dog shit, and your expectations for The Dark Knight were up here, so ultimately yep. it disappointed mm -hmm. you more. Yeah. That I can get behind, brother. When you listed it as the worst comic book movie that you've ever seen, I'm like, dude. I've seen Catwoman oh, more times God. than I've seen The Dark Knight. Well, then maybe you just really like Halle Berry. And hey, man, I, get it. <laughs> I really like Halle Berry too. Like, same with Barbed Wire. I, I have seen Barbed Wire a couple of times and I don't watch it for the plot. It's <laughs> you watch it for the first five minutes. I watch it for I watch it for them packing Pamela Anderson in that little outfit or whatever. So I get it. Anyways, I feel like you defended it. I appreciate you defending it. I have a little bit more insight into it. You still need to take the crack pipe out of your mouth and set it aside <laughs> and stop doing that shit. It's bad for you, but uh, anyways, anyways. All right. Are we good? Uh, now? Is yeah, the I air clear? I mean, I guess it's been 20 minutes. We haven't even gotten to. Like, I did give you a card yet, at Fan Expo saying that. Right. He did. I did give you a card at Fan Expo, which you should have. You should be holding on to still. You didn't just throw it out, did you? I got a card. <sighs> what was, what did the cards? I don't. I put so much time and effort into that. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what he even said. What are we talking about? Jeez. I was I was drunk from the next one. I don't remember a lot of what's going on. So yeah, that's fair too. Never mind. <laughs> it's like there we go. Yeah, nice. It's it's like reading Playboy for the articles. Yep. No, I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah and uh are we, we good, good so no. jeff's hair now no no <laughs> someone did say at the 25 minute mark we're going to revisit it we're only at 19 minutes kids you have some so time. how does something become pop culture like jeff's hair <laughs> how Apparently, does that it become just, a pop culture it thing it has to hit the zeitgeist and then people just have to get behind it and just not is the crack response for the hair so close yeah uh what is pop culture? I don't know, guys. What's pop culture to you? How would you define pop culture at the end of the day? I mean, obviously, the pop stands for popular. Same with pop music, mm -hmm. popular music. So popular culture. I, I would I would consider it when, when you bring in an audience that wouldn't normally be a part of it. That would be my version of it. Because there's always going to be little niches for whatever you're fandom is but i feel like if you can bring a general audience in that isn't normally into that type of thing it becomes pop culture so are we are so are we tying pop culture to it having it having a specific fandom 
Yes and no. Like, could things still be pop culture things, even though maybe they don't it doesn't have a specific fandom? I'm trying to look for an example right now, but our boy Sam uh, is saying when everybody knows about a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie is saying when you cross many audiences. Yeah. Jennifer point. is saying when it becomes a skit on SNL, you know, it's trending. Haha. <laughs> yeah. I know musicians used to say they knew they had made it when Weird Al would do one of their songs. Yeah. That's when you yep. knew that you were a big deal. <clears throat> and I feel like pop culture is something that usually transcends, right? It's not just about a trend. It, it becomes mm -hmm. more than a trend, right? It, it becomes... It, it sort of has, I'll give you the example of the tissue papers. Half of the planet calls them Kleenex, mm -hmm. right? You can't tell me something like that is not part of our, our popular culture. Like we know a specific type of thing from a product name. So you don't you feel I mean? like, yeah, but you don't feel like, like flash in the pan stuff would be at the time considered to be pop culture. Like when everybody was doing the Macarena, mm -hmm. I would argue at that moment, that was part of pop culture. Everybody kind of yes. knew what it was. It even made its 100%. way into, but it was here and it was a trend. It was here and gone. Mm -hmm. uh, you say that, but you bring up the Macarena at any point and everybody starts dancing in again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, when was the last time you were somewhere where that right. actually happened? Mm, fair. That's all I'm I saying. Mean, like, what was the last time you were somewhere where people are dancing to music in the zeitgeist where they'll come in and they'll be popular for a, like sometimes a very brief moment in time where everybody knows about it for that brief moment. And then it's gone because we've all moved on to anything else. Does that still mean it was part of pop culture or was that, is there a difference between something that's just trended for a bit and something that's genuinely pop culture? Yeah, I think so. I think it really depends on how strong the relationship is for what, came out of it so for example the one i always go back to is i've been going to fan expo since 2009 so i've seen it at a low point and i've seen it skyrocket and the thing that most nerds sadly will not admit to or they just don't know is san diego is obviously the big one and everyone knows about san diego the reason that exploded and i think 2009 2010 was twilight that was the first big con that had the cast do a big panel. Really? And it was the next couple of years, they had panel after panel after panel, and that brought the general audience in. And then once you hit about, I think it was 2011, 2012, when Avengers came out, that's when we as a nerddom went, oh, this is our thing as well. And I think when you had something like a Twilight bring that audience in that wouldn't normally think of Comic-Con, and we came in as well, and they saw, oh, these guys kind of like the same thing. And then you have the people who were like, well, I watched anime when I was little, but I couldn't really talk about it. Oh, well, I like anime. And then they can come out and become nerds like us. And I think that was when I really saw nerddom and geekdom turn into a pop culture phenomenon. Because I remember in 2009 when i first went we got a big bag which you normally do for the premium passes at fan expo and they had um an itunes card with two free episodes of t one two free episodes of tv shows on it one was the pilot episode of supernatural and one was the pilot episode of the big bang theory hmm. and nobody cared about the big bang theory when that first season came out but once that comic-con audience started to get bigger the big bang took off and then the snowball started 
So it's uh, funny that you're saying that. Sam saying that in the background. I think you could argue Bing Bag Theory, despite its criticism, spread nerd stuff around as well. Yeah. Let's not. Let's let's also. I mean, credit where credit is due, right? As far as the. By the way, pulp culture is not just nerd and geek stuff. Obviously, no. we're talking about that because it relates to this podcast because we're called mm. the Geek Boutique. But uh, credit has to be given where credit is due. As far as the boom in geek and nerd pop culture goes, is. 2000s x-men and 2001 spider-man Th those those big budget tentpole movies way before the mcu was the thing you had your batman movies you had your superman movies but as far as like broad spectrum movies and then iron man in 2008 i mean those things are what built us to where we are today where we're mm -hmm. having this geek renaissance that is unheralded in the history of everything because back in my back in my day this was you know it was it was niche man it was small like it was you and five friends in a dingy basement with trading cards or playing dungeons and dragons or whatever now all this bullshit's mainstream like celebrities are playing dungeons and dragons now celebrities are doing cosplay like it's it's become a huge huge thing so what what all attributes to that boom in pop culture in our realm like why is it now and how is that relating to cosplay why is there a geekissance why did those Films, anime. why did those products hit us so hard anime <clears throat> yeah anime, anime brought us the time. cosplay no anime gave us the cosplay but we're talking right? about pop culture we're talking about yeah, mainstream. yeah but we're not talking about talking people about trading is, tapes in a basement we're talking if about you're looking at what we do now when we go to cons and the type of cosplays that we see if anime had never brought us the cosplays that they did 10 15 20 years ago would we even be cosplaying no, Batman? I, I, yeah, and, and, I, the genesis, I mean? the genesis of cosplay from Japan from anime. I, I completely get that. We understand that. But I mean, the explosion in the pop culture surrounding the the geek and nerd stuff. What's it, what do we attribute to that? Like, why are there? Because what you're talking about, I was see still what you're like saying. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. convention a year off in Japan. Mm. Like, that's not what we're talking about. Now you can go to a convention every fucking mm. week why is it like this now like where did how did I think we get what you're saying for for me to put into simple words is when we were kids being into star trek we were nerds yeah mm -hmm. it's like now it's cool to be into star trek and it's yeah. cool to be into all the geeky stuff right uh why is that why has pop culture revolved so much around the geek and nerd culture i i there's got to be a little bit of the culture we live in now that's not the the culture that we live in now that's ex accepting of a lot of things that back in the day were not accepted true we live in a world where you can be honest with what you are and who you are and even if you don't like the dark knight um you can be honest and open about it and you're accepted for it i think a lot of the people you know the joe magnanellas i know i butchered his last name vin diesels and etc I think they were oh, they were us back in the day. They just came out and had a platform now and can say, oh, by the way, I did do these things when I was a kid. And then you saw someone like a Vin Diesel who's in a mainstream movie go, oh, well, he he does that. He's like me. I can be open about it now because he does it. Yeah, I think Silky C is uh, nailing it here, too. The, yes. the social media definitely helped. We started finding uh, uh, people everywhere, and that's that's one of the benefits of social media. There there aren't many, but that is one: is it, mm -hmm. it can connect people from around the world based on a common interest. And we get passionate yeah, I, about I, this shit, right? We do, and, and and I think it goes without saying that again, social media is is in big part responsible for where cosplay and geek culture is today, right? Like it, we 
a lot of the things that we do when it comes to putting cosplays together and the t techniques that we use, we wouldn't have been able to know unless we had learned them online. A lot of the franchises that a lot of us are into now wouldn't even know them back in the day because they were, you know, in different countries or, or you know, whatever the case was, right? So, yeah, social media has uh, has really globalized us like never before. I feel um, like we're probably the wrong crew to talk about this because we were all already in it. I don't know about you, Mike, but I know for JS and like yeah, we, we've enough. been we've been nerds since we were kids. Like we were those like five guys that like Star Trek or like played D and D in a basement or whatever. So I, I feel like we're not we're not the converts. We're not the people that have been caught up in this pop culture wave of of geek and nerdship for the past twenty years. No, and I I I am similar. I grew up being. A nerd through comic books but i was also a big kiss fan so i was going to grade school with kiss shirts on and getting made fun of for being a kiss fan and i remember at my wedding uh one of my best friends sean did a speech at my wedding and he said mike is the only one who will flag f f yeah throw that flag out and not care what anyone says and that's always been my attitude is i'm just gonna be me and I like comics. I like wrestling. I like this. I like that. That's who I am. If you like it, great. I'd love for you to be friends with me. And I've had friends that have joined me. Like I remember back when I was little, wrestling was huge. And I everybody watched wrestling. But then slowly, they drifted off and did other things. And I was still the one being the wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And I would go to them and they'd be like, yeah, it's just not my thing anymore. And I'd say, that's cool. Like that's what's going to happen. I think with comic cons and nerddom as well. I think personally, we're starting to go on a down tread, which is fine because I think we're going to start going back up at sooner or later. I mean, you can tell with Marvel. What would be the impetus though for, because again, you get your Disney plus shit. There's more geek and nerd shit out there now than there's ever been. You're yeah, getting but you're stretching movies. it so thin. Agreed. But you're still at a point where there's so many, like I said, like, like nerds like us are going to wax and wane but now there's normies involved like like hmm. you can go down the street and everybody knows who iron man is everybody knows who mm -hmm. captain america is 20 mm -hmm. years ago they didn't have a clue who these people were and now they're household names hmm. for that very reason and same thing with anime anime has gone so hugely mainstream whereas even like 10 years ago it felt like it was still a very niche thing that a very small group of people liked and now it's blown up just out of out of control I'm not seeing a downtrend. I'm still seeing huge attendance at these events. Events happening seemingly every week. You've got two more events this month, brother. The one hmm. event that you're going to at the end of this month started out, Frightman the Falls was one day in one room. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. it's three days in the whole damn convention center. I see the media point where some of that's maybe going on a slight downturn, even though we're about yeah. to get a whole new DCU and, and the anime still cranking out. That Chainsaw Man, I think, is a new popular one that's just come out that everybody's into right now. I, I don't know that we're necessarily going to see a downtrend from people like us that are already in it in the first place. Does that but, make sense? But that's the point. We're in it. You, I'm looking at it from a general perspective. Like we're so it's one. It's we're too deep in the forest to see the trees almost. Right. Where we are surrounded by it. So yes, Chainsaw Man is the biggest thing in the world. But if I go to somebody at work and I say, "Do you know what Chainsaw Man is?" They have no clue. No, true. But if but I say what Star, what's Mandalorian, 
they'll know exactly what that is. Fair. I'll give you that. I guess at the end of the day, what we have to make sure of is that, and because JS and I have talked with us at length, Comic-Cons don't survive on us. Movie no. tickets don't survive on us. No. It's, it's the masses, right? So as long as the masses keep coming out and based on the numbers that I've seen, they certainly did for Fan Expo and they certainly did for most of the cons that happened this year. It, it's hard to, it's hard to, to talk about how we must be in some sort of a downturn if the people keep coming out and keep spending their money. From what I know about the numbers, they're not going up. They're going across. Okay. So, so maybe that, we're just plateauing right now. And, that, and that's what I'm thinking is, are we going to go down? We could. It really depends on the things that come out. Is the DCU going to be good? Well, Flash and Blue Beetle have shown that there might be sort of a bias of, do we really want to put... Sort of. I like Blue Beetle, but... I did too, but it made no money. Exactly. I feel like a lot of what's happening with geek culture now and how it's really very prominent in pop culture is a bit of a cycle thing. Like, you've got Hmm. different things that will peak and then die and peak and die. And, and you know, I, all of the geekdom stuff has been extremely high in pop culture for quite a while now. So it is bound to die off at some point. Like, I'll tell you right now, most of the younger kids now are either into anime or, like, they're not into any of the stuff that we're into. Like, they don't care about Star Wars. Kids today don't like Star Wars. I don't like Star Trek. They're not into those things. Those are properties that are for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 it's hard to gauge what it'll be like in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. But it, it has to be a cycle. What we're seeing now can't be forever. I, I have a hard time believing that. I don't know no. if I agree on the Star Wars thing, to be honest with you. Like the, all those movies made over a billion dollars. That that means most of the sweaty masses came out and watched them, right? You can't build a movie just to the mm-hmm. fans because then you, you're not going to sell any tickets. The Force Awakens made $2.4 billion. I'm sorry, but 10-year-old kids aren't spending $2.4 billion. That no, was they're, my right? point. They're, they're, they're the ones paying, yes, right? But those but, movies are for us, not for those kids. Okay. We'll, we'll agree. You don't think they made this the sequels for kids? Uh, then you didn't see BBA. You didn't see no. They Freak, well, they throw see, in things. For you didn't the see any there. of what we're talking about. You don't Wars. think parents are taking their families to go see Star? Dude, Star Wars has always been for kids. What are you talking? There's a whole fucking toy line for it. Like, listen. What do you mean? Listen, listen to what you said though, Jeff. Parents are bringing their kids. Yeah. Yes. Are the kids bringing the parents? Yes. No. Who the fuck do you no. think bought all the toys? Who keeps buying all the what? toys? The adults what? do. No. It's not the kids. Look look at the look at Disney. Look at Disney when they make the lightsabers. How many kids are standing around that not table? How many brother, adults are brother, standing I'm around that table? I'm not talking about lightsabers. Obviously, okay, you're not but... going to get a five-year-old a fucking lightsaber. No, but you when you see so many photos, it's... So my teens don't give a shit. Yeah, well, I mean, two teens. I don't know that that's necessarily the broadest <laughs> scope of us to talk about. So, I mean, my teen kids love Star Wars. So, like, at least my teen girls do anyway. So, I mean, it's my, my 10-year-old loves is obsessed it. with old. <laughs> so, do you want to play this back and forth? We can do this. My 10-year-old is obsessed with old new Star Wars. I started, but he asked for it now. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't take one example and be like, look, no. guys, it's this. It's not that. You don't sell 2.4 billion tickets of a property if kids aren't going to see it as well. Whether parents are dragging the kids or the kids are dragging the parents, hmm. it's a lot of tickets to sell for a property. Regardless hmm. of who it's for, I don't know why we're stuck on this so fucking hard. I'm sorry that I said <laughs> Star Wars was for kids like it has been since 1977. I apologize for that. But 
regardless my three-year-old likes to do cartoon yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you know whatever it's, i'm not going to argue with these two guys they're stuck on it being for adults only but <laughs> i didn't say it was for adults only i said well, it was for adults I don't know. like it <clears throat> kids are going to drive a lot of this too do you still find that kids are into because i'll tell you what that whole anime boom is mostly based on teenage kids as we saw it i didn't see yes. any 40 year olds wearing anime costumes at fan expo Jeff has triggered the podcast. No shit. Uh, look at all the teenagers that were at that con. They were all in anime. They were all yep. dressed up as anime characters. Every yeah. And I feel like some of them were like, when we're saying teenagers, I think we're even being loose on like some of them. Like, we're bare. Oh, yeah. Teenagers. Older people. There yeah, were yeah. some young, young kids at that. Oh, con that too. They were all yeah, dressed yeah. in anime. So do you feel like even though. So I get your guys point. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I understand the parents have the money, but I feel like for a lot of this geek and pop culture stuff, it is still at least the teenage kids that sort of drive a lot of this as far as what's going to be popular, what's going to be marketable because they're the ones that are the most impressionable. And they're the ones that are going to start building those passions. You don't want, who cares about making a 50 year old happy? Nobody gives a shit about that. The key demo is 19 to 35, right? That's what everybody, every single media company on the planet targets that key demo for a very, very good reason. Because if you hook them early, you hook them long unless you really fuck them mm -hmm. over <clears throat> the last Jedi. Otherwise, you know, so are the kids driving it? And if they are where you're saying, Michael, that you still I, think I, we're in a bit of a downturn or at least we're plateauing a little bit of a downturn. And again, I think that's more like, like I can't remember which one of you said it, the comic boom, right? That part of it. I totally agree. The anime boom is bigger than i've ever seen it and i oh, go to anime north man. every year and i'm like this is like i'm not an anime fan personally my wife is and i went to anime north the first time and i'm like oh i get it it's not for me but i get it so i completely understand that younger generation growing up with it and i think it's also we talk about social media technology like back in the day to get certain animes were a pain in the butt now Click, click. You've got every season of everything you've ever wanted to watch. Yeah, you get a country roll subscription, and yeah. there you go. You watch everything that you want. Yeah. So, so it comes down to a lot of it comes down to accessibility, which is I think we were kind of touching on earlier, mm -hmm. not just with social media, but now there's all these different streaming platforms, specialized streaming platforms. Like there's literally an entire streaming channel now, probably more than one, that's dedicated to nothing but anime. Yeah, there's a couple. Right. I mean, if you have Disney Plus, if you log into your Disney Plus, so much of it is Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff, two of the biggest IPs in the planet. You almost can't escape it now. I agree with you that there's a certain dilution of the product. And thankfully, Disney's finally getting to the point where they realize that there's a solution, a certain dilution of the product that's, that's brought the quality of the product down considerably from where it was because they're just shotgunning too much of it out. We've talked about that in the podcast before. Then what's the end game as far as that goes, as far as the, like, how do you guys, so let me put the question to both of you. How do you get influenced by pop culture? Because you've both done hugely popular characters and you've both done super niche characters that, that I wouldn't say hardly anybody knows, but that people are not as familiar with. Like Michael, I love your Dash Rendar, but nobody on the street knows who Dash Rendar is. Nope. JS, I geek out for your Revan, but even a lot of Star Wars fans don't know who Revan is. So what? How do those things influence you guys in picking your cosplays? Jazz, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it has nothing to do with pop culture or whether the character is even popular at all. Um, I feel like when I decided I was going to build a Revan costume, I was building that for me, not for somebody else. So I didn't really care if you got it or not, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was getting to be Revan. Um, and I was kind of doing the same thing when I built the Predators. I just didn't quite get at that point how big that was going to get and, and the impact that they were going to have. Um, I mean, I knew Predator was a big deal, but to literally have people like screeching tires, stopping their car because, oh my God, that's my favorite movie. It's like, okay, cool. All right, come and take a picture. Like, <laughs> you know, I had never seen anything like that before. Um, but I don't do it for that. If that makes any sense, right? I don't. It's it's. I've more... never really planned a character in. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, if if something's coming out, there's a lot of people that by the time the movie hits, they'll already have costumes made. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person, right? I have to have a connection with that character before I even have the interest of wanting to make something from that property. So I'm not going to make something from something that I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? I do. Let me rephrase that a little bit before you get your answer here, Michael. I'm not necessarily talking about whatever's trending. I get that. But clearly, I mean, you still had to have a certain level of exposure to these characters via pop culture to even know who Revan or Dash Rendar are. Mm -hmm. That's kind of more what that's what this podcast. So if the whole if our answer to this is pop culture doesn't influence our cosplay, <laughs> then we got no podcast. So well, clearly it has to have some level of yeah. influence. Fair so enough. when you're picking. So when you pick Dash Render, I'm just picking one out of the hack. Hmm. I don't. I feel like Ghost Rider is a much more popular character. Yeah, I barely know who Dash Render is. How does the pop culture influence your choices when it comes to characters that are more obscure or more popular or whatever? So when it came to Dash, I always wanted to do a Star Wars character, but I'm not a giant Star Wars fan. I've seen the movies. I'll fully admit I've not seen any of the TV shows because I'm not a TV guy. They're probably great. I'm just not a TV guy. And I went, I've seen Luke's, I've seen Vader's, I've seen Stormtroopers. Who's someone that I would like to do that no one else is going to do? Well, I really like playing this game called Shadows of the Empire on the N64. That was that really cool game with that cool guy that was kind of like Han Solo, but not. Let me find out more about him. Google, Google, Google. Oh, this is really cool. Let me find some cosplay pictures of him. Do, 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 do. No one's cosplaying him. Hmm. I like the character. Let me try it. And that's kind of how it came to me. When it comes to other characters and it comes to pop culture, mine's a lot of nostalgia. Like, really, mm. that's what it is. Like, yeah. right behind me, like, that is the Megadeth character because yeah. I've been a metal fan all my life. That's kind of my name. I grew up with Judge Dredd because that was one of the first adult comic books I read. And that's how it's sort of it's sort of become. I think of any character that comes out now, it's like you said, as soon as something comes out now, there's 10 billion suits out there. Like if I see that Wolverine Deadpool three suit on my feed one more time of people trying to sell it. Like I thought that was the coolest looking suit when that photo came out and now it's just jammed down my throat and I don't want to see it anymore. So if anything, I think the pop culture now kind of By pulls way, it away. We're not shaming anybody that does popular characters. No, no, we, we, we've I, all that. We've all done oh, popular characters as well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I we've just, just we've all done obscure characters on top of that. So. Yeah, I've just seen so many that and I'll be completely honest. There is a bit of me that will go if say I did the Joker. If I went into a Comic-Con as Joker, I would be so scared to walk around because I know I'm going to be looking at each one going should have done that. Should have done that. Really should have worked harder on that. And that's just going to tear me up inside because I'm going to look at myself and go, 
It's not good enough when it could be, but that's my own personal feelings on it. So there might be a little bit of personal bias. Why I don't do you say that because I never actually thought of it that way. And that makes a lot of sense in, in even the cosplay that I've picked to cosplay. I always tend to try to do something that nobody else really does. And, and maybe subconsciously a little bit because I don't want to have to compare what I do to the dope ass cosplays that are out there. Right. Like some of the cosplays that are out there are crazy. I don't want to be, yeah, that's why I upgraded my Revan. Let's be honest. Like I didn't want to wear my Revan anymore because I didn't think it was up to par. I don't want to get come face to face with another, another Revan and mine be a crappy cosplay. That's a me thing, by the way, eh, guys, like you guys cosplay again, whatever you want to cosplay. I saw a cardboard Batman. That is one of the best things that I've ever seen in my life. Um, but for me, so yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, but going back to the uh, uh, pop culture thing and affecting the choices that you make and 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 such, I mean, it's hard to deny how pop culture. I mean, really, it's it's in everything that we do now i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's when i'm doing the predator and i'm picking the predator and we're deciding okay what is it that we want to do we want to do something that's going to be impressive and as as we're sitting there watching a predator movie right and it's like dude this is it this is what we do right but we had already seen the damn movie 15 times before right so it for us it was already pop culture before we even decided we were going to pick the predators but that wasn't a conscious choice if that makes sense so let me let me be the the devil's advocate then of the three of us then i have made conscious choices to pick popular suits or popular characters so that mm-hmm. i can increase a fan experience for yeah. whoever i'm doing or whatever i'm doing whether we like it or not someone like i know when you go to a con there's eight million spider-man mm-hmm. but spider-man has a huge reaction especially among kids yeah, I've done private parties. I've done charity events. I've done rock concerts. I've done a whole bunch of things that I never would have done if I didn't have a Captain America or a Batman or a Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. I picked those costumes specifically, not because I didn't have any connection to the character whatsoever, mm-hmm. but for everybody in the chat even saying, no, I pick it for me. I pick it for me. I pick it for me. That's great, guys. And I'm glad that that's your main motivation. But there are a ton of times, probably half my costume, maybe not half, but a definitely a good third of my costumes I picked because I knew that it was going to resonate with people to an extent where it was going to bring them joy. It was going to bring them access to their fandom in a way they wouldn't have it before. I've said this before. You can't meet Batman. He doesn't exist. He's a fictional mm-hmm. character. You can probably meet one of the people that portrayed him, but you're not meeting Batman. You're just meeting the guy that was the voice or the guy that suited up. But you can meet someone like you that loves Batman as much as you do, and you get to have a physical representation that you can interact with. And if they're really good at what they do, you are going to meet Batman. And that's something that you Mm -hmm. can't have anywhere else. So there have been times where I picked a costume based strictly on whatever Mm -hmm. the pop culture thing is. Now, funny, sometimes I get accused of that. When I first started doing Negan, Negan was, and again, I, I just saw someone the other day shitting all over The Walking Dead about how, I don't, maybe they were talking about Invincible, you're like, oh yeah, from the guys that brought us The Walking Dead, that's not the flex they think it is. I'm like, The Walking Dead was the number one yeah, show huge. on television for years, yeah. and Negan got there at the end of season six, and my first Negan, 
I had to put together based on disparate parts because there was no merch out yet. There was nothing. You couldn't buy it, but they hadn't made a Lucille yet. You couldn't buy anything. But I still remember people were like, oh, you're only doing that because it's popular. You're only doing that because it's trendy. You're only doing that because he's popular right now. I'm like, no, I only do that because I have that dude's face. That's the only reason I'm doing it. And I got caught. The first time I went out with it, I went out to Forest City Comic Con here and someone came up to me that was clearly a fan of the comic and started trying to talk to me about Negan. And I had no idea what they were referring to at all. And I just struggled. And it was a video interview. And I can't watch it now because it's so cringe because I have no idea what that guy was talking about. But I, I initially I didn't suit up because it was trendy. I suited up because I looked like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And, and as soon as I saw Negan appear on the screen, because that was the end of season six. So he was on screen for like a minute. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's what I'm going to do. The pickup seven season hadn't started yet. So I didn't know what he was all about. I hadn't read the comics. So I didn't know. So sometimes you can get accused of being like, oh, you're only doing that because it's trendy. I'm like, no, I'm doing that because I actually looks I look like, like him. I look yeah. like that guy. That guy <laughs> looks like me. So sometimes it is a pop culture influence. Guys, I didn't want to make it sound like I'm never influenced by that. A hundred percent. I'm influenced by Coco when Deadpool two came out and I got eight gajillion messages saying I looked like cable. I put together a cable. I didn't put together a cable because I thought I should do cable. I put together a cable because that's fair. 40 people told me I should do cable. And then when I watched it, I was like, okay, maybe a little bit. I can kind of see a little bit of Josh Brolin in there. So I did it. So Mm. yeah, but thank you, Natasha. But sometimes you have a passion project that nobody nobody on the street knows who the fuck the comedian is you could pull yeah, 100 no. people and 99 of them would not know who the comedian is no no but it's still my all-time favorite cosplay bar none so same guy by the way same jeffrey d morgan guy, guy, yeah. guy. so yeah so we've all i i feel like some of us have done both where some of us do yeah i mean Steffi's talking about it up there you know Willie Walker within a month or so of the movie coming out, Miss Frizzle from childhood. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. I mean, right? there's no denying that, even though it wasn't a trendy thing, um, when I decided I was going to do a doc op for Fan Expo last year, it wasn't because I was a massive doc op fan, right? It's I wanted to do something big. I wanted to do something impactful. I wanted to do something cool. I wanted to do a Marvel villain. I didn't have a Marvel cosplay. So, I wanted to do Marvel villain. So, Again, my choice was totally based on the fact that Doc Ock is a pop culture figure, right? Because of comic books of when I was a kid. Otherwise, I never would have done him. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't it wasn't one of those choices where, oh, I have a deep connection with this character. No. It's not yeah. always how it goes either. That's Ghost Rider. I mean, I, I like Ghost Rider. I, I read the comics. I watched the movies. But I... Judge Dredd was the first time that I worked my butt off on a cosplay, went to Comic-Con, and no one cared. And mm-hmm. I was devastated. Mind you, I wore it the year that the Dread movie came out, so everybody had the Dread cosplay. Mm. <laughs> my bad. But going to Comic-Con and realizing, I want a Marvel cosplay too. What can I do that's not done that often, but also what's going to be seen from a mile away? Big guy with a flame on his head might be a good choice. And mm. I've always wanted to do a skull. So I found the pattern and I built the skull. And it was funny after I was done, it, I'm looking at it and I'm going, it's a flaming skull. I could use this for Scorpion too for Mortal Kombat. I mean, you could. I mean, this is kind of useful for many different things. So 
that was my original thought of doing Ghost Rider was let's do something that's going to. And I said it on an interview that someone gave that did with me at Expo. And they said, why Ghost Rider? And I said, talk to anybody. If you show them a picture of Ghost Rider, they might not know who it is, but they'll go the motorcycle guy. They get it. They may not know the details, but they'll get it. And yeah, I kind of wanted one that people would want to stop and take photos with because publicity whore sometimes. <laughs> well, and again, it's not like a yeah. giant armor build. It's not like no. I mean, at the end of the day, it's leather pants, motorcycle boots. It's really just a skull. Like once yeah. you've got the skull down, the rest yeah. of it's relatively easy to put together. I do find it interesting, though, that we were talking to Nada last. Was it last week we talked to Nada or was it the week before? I think it was last week we were speaking with Nada. Might have been last week. And last she was week, talking yeah. about her process when it came time to to choosing cosplays. And she was upfront and it honest with it. And I appreciate it. She was talking about her how Sharon Chantel would look. Yeah, last week. Look at trends that were coming up. They would look at trailers. They would look at things, movies that were about to come out. And they would start planning their cosplays accordingly for stuff that wasn't even out yet that they thought was going to blow up or they thought was going to trend. So last week, okay, Nita, cool. So yeah, so again, there's no shame, guys. We're making it sound like only ever pick for you, pick obscure characters, blah, blah, blah. Nope. There's nothing wrong with following trends. There's nothing wrong with getting on board. Look how many Barbies and Kens there were at Fan Expo. Look, uh, it, it's it's hu It's still hugely popular right now. It's going to mm -hmm. continue to be hugely popular for the next little while. Just like two years ago, it was something else. And then the year before that, it was something else. And the year before that, there's always something that's going to be trendy that people are going to get really into. And especially, yeah, Wednesday Adams last year. Everybody, there were so many Wednesday Adams. All those Wednesdays are Barbies this year. And you know what? That's totally okay. Yep. Because that's part, that's kind of like the point of what we were talking about earlier. It's the pop, pop culture, right? drives it. Without the pop culture, without new shit coming out, without trendy shit coming out, without people getting on board with those trends, then none of this fucking happens. Just, just we're back to twenty nerds in a fucking basement, fucking trading cards and watching VHS. Harley Quinn, Jesus Christ, how big was Harley Quinn? Still big, mm -hmm, but for mm -hmm. a while you could not throw a cat in a con and not hit a Harley Quinn. We used to have a my friends and I used to have a joke every year, but like a week before we'd kind of go, "What's going to be the biggest?" And every year it was like Harley's girls. It's always going to be Harley. Yeah, absolutely. Because that character resonates with so many women. By the way, young, old, culturally, it doesn't matter. That character resonates with so many yeah. girls and women. Do you know how many young, young, like little girls freak out when they see a Harley? And I'm just like, how do you know who that character is? Like, who, like where are <laughs> yeah. your parents that you know? That is not a wholesome character on any yeah. level. But like a five-year-old is like, by name, like, oh, Harley Quinn's my favorite. I'm like, okay. And, and, and oh, well, Nate is making a good point. No, no, no. Yeah. It's all good. yeah. Wearing Barbie makes me feel good in my soul. I don't care if there are thousands of us, and you shouldn't. Nope. Yeah. Because it's making you happy. And I guarantee you, because it's so popular, you're going to make somebody else happy too. You were talking about what a hit your Barbie was and is. Mm -hmm. So, but guys, again, also no shame. If you want to do weirdo, obscure characters that nobody knows that brings you joy in your heart. Yeah. That's totally cool too. Yeah. Do it. Don't be uh, don't, now. Don't be because I sit. Sometimes I see people that do that, but then they have such a huge passion and connection with the character, and then they'll take it somewhere and they'll get zero response, and they'll kind of get a little bit bummed out. And I'll be like, my guy, like I'm glad you love this character so much and it speaks to you so hard, but like nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah. You're playing panicky idiot number three from the Poseidon Adventure. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like. <laughs> 
you're the only one that no i did kingdom come superman i did it at the very i did it at a, the wrong con i went to like a game con or whatever as kingdom come superman i was there the entire day i was actually brought there as a, as a guest of, of somebody of a media guy that was at the con one guy one guy came up to me it's like oh kingdom come superman nice that's that's it nobody else got a, had a clue what i was i didn't even get hey super i got nothing at that whole con <laughs> and i went in there like I love this guy. I did a big photo shoot in it. I'm like, this is my guy. I love this character. Yeah. Not, and that's what I was like. Oh, okay. All right. Know the crowd. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, how long ago was this? Uh, so how long ago? It was definitely before the CW. Like it was definitely before Brandon Routh did his. It was like the comic book from kingdom come yeah i mean it has gained popularity in the last while you're seeing yeah. posters well it's uh, out, it was out by you Mike. It was at, uh, con bravo have you ever been to con bravo yeah yeah so that's where it was it was at a con mm. bravo which is not was not the venue for that costume mm, at all really. no 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 so again at a different venue might it have been slightly better yeah probably but yeah that was <laughs> yeah that was like a costume i was so excited about it was the first superman i did and then when I went to a con and it was nothing, I was like, okay, because so sometimes this is going to happen. So, yeah, be prepared for that, guys. It might be something you pour your heart and soul into and then, like, nobody gets it or nobody recognizes it or it's just going to be very... Uh, yeah, Sorry, I get I'm kids understanding. No, that's okay. I get kids understanding Harley. Like the one that ended up making me worry was when I was Daenerys and some kids knew who I was. Yeah, kid, little kids probably shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones. But that's, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, Eric is saying nothing describes the more the merrier, better than Barbie and Ken. If everyone's in on the joke, it can be pretty magical. I never would have imagined another costume would have. To yeah. Effect. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think I think it's going to uh, I think it's going to be around for a good long time. I don't think that's because I mean, Barbie was Barbie and Ken were already such huge pop culture things anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. It was number one on our toy list. I would do believe if I'm not mistaken. Our retro I believe list. it was. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Barbie's been around since what? It was like the forties or something or whatever it was. I think we, I think, I think we so. looked it up at one point. So it was yeah. already something hugely popular in the zeitgeist and pop culture anyways. And then the movie comes out and the movie is just absolutely a blockbuster mm -hmm. billions of dollars worldwide. So yeah, there's not a, there's probably not a soul on earth that doesn't at least know if you say Barbie, people know what you're talking about. And yeah. Barbie's been at the top of pop culture for, the 40s so now you have a visual representation so yeah yeah man it's gonna I be mean, a very good example jenner earlier was saying i find what makes something pop culture it needs to be something newer or that you've never seen or serotonin booster once there's an overdose it doesn't make us happy anymore it falls off the wagon i mean that's for sure i mean it, it, it too much of a good thing can be a bad thing um, and then she uh, goes on to say the legendary classics that survived decades fall into both of those categories. Uh, yeah, I guess they kind of very do. true. You always have the nostalgia come back around. You always have whatever that generation grew up with as kids. They'll come back around in a few years and jump back on that train when it gets redone or comes back through or whatever. yeah rob the bad guy was saying that it's way up there now but he was mentioning that se selling our selling our childhood mm -hmm. back to us or selling that nostalgia mm -hmm. back to us a hundred percent of course JS, I've been made aware that you look like Burt Kreischer. He, in fact uh, i've mentioned that on the podcast before <laughs> it's not terribly flattering though so i don't i try not to bring it up but he does look a little bit like Burt Kreischer. anyways <laughs> 
I'm, I'm clearly, Bert's good looking brother. I am the Tom Segura to his Bert Kreischer. There's no question there, but <laughs> we're getting a machine cosplay, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. That's no. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Yes. Anyways, yes. Trends are cool. Nothing wrong with that. Non-trends are cool. Also, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how the next 10 to 20 years play out as to what is going to be pop culture, what is going to start becoming relevant, and what's going to kind of fall off by the wayside. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles keeps coming around. Yep, absolutely. They keep yeah, bringing actually, that back. funny enough, I, I just watched that. Yeah, not the yesterday, the day before. When did I message mm-hmm. you about it? uh i messaged you first i'm like have you seen this and you said i'm gonna watch it tonight and then it was a couple days later i want to say it was yesterday you messaged me it was actually. yesterday i think so i don't know whenever it was um i loved it i thought it was great i thought it was a great reboot it's a great retelling of of an old story now and i particularly loved jackie chan as splinter i mean that made my freaking day they were so funny I had literal laugh out loud moments multiple times throughout the movie. Um, had some disappointments. Uh, I hated that they never, I mean, you didn't see Mikey on a skateboard once. Like what? True, true. Uh, not once. Um, but we did get to see the creation of the new Turtles van. Like, like, it, like they really played their cards well, I feel, in this movie. Um, I think it was amazing. I know Jeff said he didn't like it but i got i got halfway through and i turned it off i was very very disappointed yeah so i I we can like different things right mike yes we can i liked it the only the only little issue i had with it and it will be a with time we'll find out is i felt like some of the topical references may become a little dated and I know the original yeah. TMNT had some topical things where Mikey's making a joke about Rocky and stuff. That's one thing. But like talking about uh, what's his name from the Hulk, every other line, I was like, that's a yeah. funny joke. But is Mike that going to is that going to feel good in about 10 years when we're past him as the Hulk? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I did feel like they tried to purposely do a lot of that to show mm-hmm. that it was new and current. But you're right. How is that going to survive in the future? Is that going to age well? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. You don't know. I don't that's know. Just, that's something time is going to tell us. I don't know. But as a now thing, I thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I mean, hey, different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, And uh, it's like he says, uh, well, uh, well, nope, that's, sorry, that's the wrong one. There we go. Thing. I also enjoyed it. It was nice to see a new villain outside of the Shredder. Um, I loved how they introduced the Shredder at the end. Actually, yeah. the movie ends, and I, I get up out of my chair. I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do a <laughs> Turtles movie and not at least introduce the Shredder? And then here comes the post credit scene where they introduce the Shredder. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was fun to see a new villain. I don't think Superfly was in the original. I don't know if he came after but I don't believe Superfly was one of the original mutants. Uh, most of them were, but I don't think Superfly was. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Crystal saying movie said Eric meant to live long. Well, I don't know. I feel if they don't live long, how do you create that pop culture, right? How does, how does pop culture keep moving along? Actually, maybe that should be what we leave off on. How does pop culture keep moving and creeping its way into our brains 
it's never been there's never been a, a bet there's never there's never been a better time as the mm-hmm. romulan ambassador says about assassinating the the klingon chancellor uh in star trek 60 undercover country uh because you're you have so much access to so many things mm-hmm. so at this we're in a point now where marvel just had this star wars just had this but i mean across the board there's just more and more and more things and chances are getting taken and there's new properties seemingly coming out every single week where they're trying different things now are they still treading over a lot of the same ground over and over again because they know what works of course they are but they're still trying to get new stuff out now this actor strike has really put us in a bind news came out today that they're moving the deadpool 3 date it will not be coming out in may of 2024 as was originally planned because they only have about half of it in the can uh, so even if the strike ended tomorrow they wouldn't get back to filming till the new year and there's no way they'd have it ready and edited and shot and everything by may so that just got pushed out so but overall without the writer strike in mind there's such an inundation and now because of social media we all get to we get to have this stupid shit we get to have three fucking nerds on a thursday night for an hour well for 45 minutes 50 minutes talking about my goddamn hair but an hour (laughs) talking about shit they like shit that's trending and shit that's popular based on that the level of connectivity globally based around things that we love is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's new platforms coming. Now there's threads and there's still TikTok. And now there's it, there's there's so many different ways to connect is based on these on these these pop culture things, these fandoms as we call them. Mm-hmm. And as long as they keep bringing that back around to us, as long as they keep bringing us more things to talk about, by the way, either to love or to hate, because nothing brings us all together like shitting on something, right? Hmm. that's part of it too let's not let's be fair right we all love to get behind just trashing shit as well well we do and that's fine i mean i think that comes with fandoms period right like don't you remember when we were kids the whole star trek versus star wars thing and the two fandoms just Couldn't like them both. you were either like you yeah you were either one or the other that's right right uh you had to secretly be the other yes. you know what i mean you had and to once- choose publicly yeah 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 once you yes. went public with okay i'm a trekkie oh then and you had to defend by the way you had yeah to yeah yeah Yo, yeah, like, yeah. No, star wars is better and you had to sit people down and be like listen yeah it's not and here's all the reasons why and yeah. secretly in your heart of hearts you're like maybe it's a little better enterprise is faster come on now. <laughs> cooler uh really quickly just as a sidebar natasha saying i finally filled out the form to be on the podcast super nervous and ice cavoy says there's a form yes yes there is there, there is, is there is the geeks and co instagram channel in the link in there that will take you to the website there's a form on the website you can fill it out uh basically you're going to tell us uh who you are uh why you want to be on the podcast and what you want to talk about and that's what we'll do yeah i think that being telling us what specific type of topics that we can talk about beyond just cosplay right like Mm -hmm. of course we're going to talk about cosplay that's what the show is about but beyond that what other topic can we relate to either to you or to cosplay uh that you'd like to talk about uh kid me wow the land falcon is so cool says mr sino adult me the enterprise is the superior vessel falcon is trash yeah i mean especially the d the d is is the big the d. d the big d right <laughs> that's what we're talking about. uh what does nobody like the big one the fat one. The fat one. It's not so bad. Just direct the conversation to Jeff's hair and it'll fly by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, um, 
I mean, board. I think we're going to have to cut it off at one point, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're talking about pop culture, I mean, almost anything nowadays can be considered pop culture. The one thing that I will say is I feel like our generation has attached itself to fandoms like no other generations before. Um, we've created this this crazy world of different fandoms that have become uber franchises and 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 you know uh, that you didn't see before mm-hmm. and the more that there are the more that we can participate in so bring them on i want yeah. more cons i want more fandoms i want more things to get into i want more properties and franchises don't stop making them yeah get the strikes over with and let's get back to friggin enjoying the the franchises that we love yeah and let, let's let's remember that the, the actor strike is absolutely terrible and it shouldn't be happening but there is a little silver lining that i've noticed and i've seen a couple of creators talk about it and that is that everybody has one of these mm-hmm. that has a better camera than most big cameras that you can purchase there is some kid out there who would right now be at the movies watching some TV show and it is instead thinking about what he's going to create or she is going to create. And they're going to take that and they're going to build something that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And I think like we talked about, like I think Jeff mentioned earlier, that's the best part of right now is technology. Like we, you could go in three seconds and find out who in the world loves whatever little tiny instrumental fandom that you love in a blink of an eye that's amazing now and And, you're right the tools for creativity too yeah do you guys know if you've seen across the spider-verse there's a segment in there that's in lego i know exactly what you're saying it was all done by a kid a 14 year old kid from toronto that had recut the entire trailer from across the spider-verse with lego they hired that kid and he did that whole sequence there were two sequences in the film he did them both all by himself for that major motion picture well he's the guy that did uh sorry i was reading the comments if you already said that didn't he make a trailer that's what yes yeah he, he did he or he made the, a, a youtube he did channel a, a, of trailers he did a, yeah. he did a one-for-one trailer of across the spider-verse in lego chris lord and phil miller saw that and hired him, not knowing he was a 14-year-old kid from Toronto, by the way. Assuming he was a fully grown adult, hired him to do the Lego sequence in Across the Spider-Verse, which is still, to me, the best comic book movie ever made. Hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, we, we could have that conversation at some point, too. Not now, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, exactly what you're saying. The technology is there. Be creative, yeah. right? Like Be more creative it- than just a podcast every Thursday talking about my hair. Yeah, and even cosplay. Like I remember, been doing this I mean, since two thousand. Sorry, I'm just gonna interrupt for a quick second. But I think it's the first. Oh, again, it's, it was the wrong one. They keep moving before I click on them. Uh, here we go. Pretty sure it was the first time we got somebody Whoa. listening to us from the Dominican. There well, you I go. I, I, well, that's Pete. That's that's our boy Pete. <laughs> yes. there. Because his next one after Dominican is uh, cut your hair, Jeff. Cut your hair, hippie. <laughs> Never. So cool they reached out to him. Yeah, it was very, very cool that they reached out to him, not knowing who he was, and hired him anyway, even when they found out he was a 14-year-old kid. 
Yeah. The and technology- that sequence, by the way, is fantastic in the film. Oh, yeah. So it's it's one of the highlights. Communicator when he's boop, 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 boop. Uh, it just killed me every time. Every time I watch it. And I've watched that movie now so many times. Anyways, JS, why don't you wrap this thing up? Put a bow on it. Yeah, no, I think that's going to really be it. Um, We've talked about it at the beginning of the show. You've got a couple of events that you're going to in the next couple of weeks. You've got next weekend. Well, they're both next weekend, actually, aren't they? Yep. Next Friday, I will be at Frightmare in the Falls. I will be working as a volunteer. So if you see me, swing by, say hi. I'm hopefully not going to be running around like crazy. And then Sunday, I will be in Mississauga for the Awesome Toy Show. First time being there. I can't wait. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I can't wait to finally see what all the hype is about. Awesome. I've never been, but uh, i got to check it out at one point. Yeah. Mr. Jeff? Yeah. Or hashtag Grunge Jeff? Even Justice for Biff. Yeah, nothing. It's all good, man. It's all just winding down the con season. I've already started to, I've been in touch with Richard. We're working on the one thing. I've already got some pieces and parts for the other thing. I've got mm-hmm. pieces. I got 3D printed parts for the third thing. So yeah, there's there's stuff in the works for next season already. Coming out, guns ablazing. It's going to be a great year next year. Hopefully, you're all going to be around to see it, and uh, hopefully, we'll be there at your favorite cons to bring that con experience to you. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, make sure you tell your cons uh, you want us there because yep. uh, hmm. yeah, we're not going to get back into that conversation. Nope, we sure aren't uh guys uh, if you want some uh, custom collectibles or cosplay pieces um make sure you check out the uh geek boutique not the geek boutique sorry the geeks and ghost store there's a bunch of new stuff that's going to be going on there's some new t-shirt designs that are going to be going up shortly there's potentially some hoodies going up shortly for the cold season so if you want yourselves a hoodie and you want to support your boys Check out the store over the next couple of weeks. There is a bunch of new stuff, bunch of new helmets, some Iron Mans. There's a Mando coming. Actually, there's maybe a couple of Mandos coming, but you know, uh, yeah. Make sure you check out our store again. If you haven't clicked that like and subscribe, please make sure you hit them. There's 22 views in here right now. I better see 22 likes on that video when I leave here. But I think that is going to be it for this week. Any parting words, gents? Party on, Garth. I hate you so much right now. (laughs) Stay geek, everybody. See you next week. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now, make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button, as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything. 